How's it going, guys? This is the Armchair Referees Podcast. I am the man, the myth, the legend, the one that is so hyped right now, Vaycocky. What's going on, everybody? It's your bearded brother from another mother, the one, the only, Chip Bayless. Hey, Chip. Yeah, How about them? Chiefs! They came back and won it again. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan blew another one. <laughs> they came back and won again. It's, it, they're the heartbreak. They're, they're, they're the cardiac the ca- kids. The cardiac chiefs. <laughs> it's just that simple. They've come back in just about every single win all season, especially throughout this postseason. The fact of the matter is that Kyle Shanahan once again was up by 10-plus in a Super Bowl in a crucial game that's life-changing. And once again, the Demons come back and haunt him from 28-3 to a couple years ago. You, could, you couldn't have, like, wrote it off any better. My thing with Kyle is just before halftime, he just he decided not to use any timeouts. Didn't try to put up any points. And then the one shot play he ran ends up getting called back for offensive pass interference. That was the uh, George, that was the George Kittle play, right? Yes. So obviously he had absolutely zero faith in Jimmy G. And you could tell that as the, as the game went on. Zero faith. He tried to lean on the run. Chiefs defense buckled the fuck down. Started, started seeing what the fuck they were trying to do. Stopped the run. And then in turn, made, and I said it. I said it last week. They have to make Jimmy G pass. They have to make Jimmy G try to beat him. And he could not. He and had a chance to be, catch Emmanuel Sanders deep, overthrew him. We got into his face. The pass rush picked up. Yeah, we didn't get a whole lot of sacks, but you could tell. You could tell that big defensive line of Kansas City was getting their big old paws up there, deflecting passes, and at least get, making them feel uncomfortable, which was a huge thing right there. And Kansas City's offensive line stepped the fuck up. That San Francisco D-line basically got pushed around by Kansas City's offensive line. Not only just in the run game, but also in the passing game. Patrick Mahomes stayed upright way too often throughout that whole entire game. And he was, like, now, his two interceptions were, um, what the fuck were you doing, Batty? <laughs> like, we'll just start right there. Fuck's sakes, he practically threw it at the linebacker at one point in time. Hit him right between the, right between the numbers. Okay, wrong guy. You guys weren't wearing white that day. Okay, they're Patty. <laughs> but e- either way, it was a hell of a game, and no one deserved it more than. Our boy Andy Reid right there. No one in the world deserved it more. I'm so happy he got a, a Super Bowl ring now. The guy deserves it. It, it was just a hell of a game. It was probably the best Super Bowl we've seen in the past few years. It wasn't a blowout. 
how like the game was like the game was closer than what the score looks because Damian Williams just fucking trotted for the game sewer right there. It was a great run, and you know what? While speaking of Damian Williams. That guy should have been Super Bowl MVP. Don't get me wrong. I I love my homies. I roll with my homies. But Damian Williams played in absolutely phenomenal. He did every last thing that Andy Reid asked him to do, and he succeeded at that during that game. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. Like like we said last week, definitely had Mahomes winning the MVP. But after watching that game Sunday, there was no doubt Damian Williams should have gotten MVP. But at the quarterback league, you knew – I honestly thought after those two interceptions, I thought for sure that was going to hurt Patrick Mahomes' chances of winning the MVP. Um, but back to San Francisco, I mean, here's an interesting stat too. Kyle Shanahan in the fourth quarter has been outscored 46 to nothing in his two Super Bowl appearances, not only as an offensive coordinator but also now as a head coach. That being said – and like earlier, you were saying about San Francisco's defense being quiet. You did not hear much out of Nick Bosa or DeForest Bunkner or uh, Armstead or any of those guys. It, like it was just so quiet, and it was uh, Bosa had that one play at the very beginning, like the first the strip, offensive. The strip, I believe he had the strip sack on Mahomes, and unlike Cam Newton, Mahomes Mahomes got on top of it, threw on the ball. <laughs> but no, it was actually the first play of the game. He, like, absolutely bull rushed uh, Eric Fisher, and he got pressure on Mahomes. From that point in time, the rest, basically the rest of the game, other than the strip sack, he was quiet. As I said, San Francisco's defensive line, they, they, they disappear every once in a while. And it seems to be in the big games. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, San, Kansas City's offensive line definitely stepped up big time. They definitely kept the fucking huge. Yeah, definitely kept uh, San Francisco's defense quiet most of the night. And, uh, I mean, it was by far an awesome game. I'm very happy for Andy Reid. I'm happy for LaShawn McCoy, Stefan Wisniewski getting himself another Super Bowl ring. Just overall, I thought it was a great game. And, like I said, I'm very happy that – and I did say the Chiefs were going to put up 31. Unfortunately, I said 28 for San Francisco, but – It's – they, like, what – I, I love whenever they when they went in for that touchdown and everyone's just, and like the whole entire team's over there like oh yeah check us out. It was the picture before the Titanic sunk right there for him because that was the last points they put up the like rest the, of the it game. It was like the SpongeBob time card. <laughs> Ten minutes later, <laughs> what happened to our lead? <laughs> Where'd it go? Although, or like, it was like the uh, the raccoon with that piece of like had like a little chunk of snow. And it just, he accidentally drops it in the water and it just yes. dissolves. It's like, it's a raccoon holding San Francisco's lead and then it falls in the water and just dissolves. And the raccoon's looking around like, where the hell did it go? And like another big thing for, and Kansas City's defense just stepped up so much. George, Kittle barely did anything that whole entire game. I think he had like, what, two catches the whole entire game? Kittle had four catches, 36 yards. That's zero touchdowns. Though I will say, if anything, Kansas City definitely had a... Uh, we had a hell of a time trying to stop Husek. Yes. Oh, my God. That boy, he's so versatile. <laughs> he can block. He can run. He can catch. Fuck you, Kyle Husek. Would you like... Which, no, I, I like Sherman. Sherman's my boy. I can't say that. <laughs> but still, fuck you. <laughs> 
For a fullback, <laughs> that dude can move. Yes, he can. And he's a Harvard grad. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. He's just, he's that factor that you can never really, like, game plan around. Yeah, you know I mean? Because with that, because, like, let's be honest here, San Francisco to offense does have weapons. When you're, and both of the time, we were too busy double teaming fucking Kittle because he is that weapon. <laughs> so sooner or later, one of their other weapons is going to get free, and he just so happened to get free twice. <laughs> Two touchdowns for that man. But another another dude for San Francisco I thought balled out was Debo Samuel. Yes, he had a big yes. game for a rookie. That man mm. on a game on a big stage like that, he definitely came prepared. Kelsey stepped up. But you knew he was yeah, going to You knew Kelsey you, you, was good. You knew. You know, Kelsey's just one of those players, the bigger the game gets, the better he performs. It, like, he's just like his brother. <laughs> and speaking, speaking, of, his speaking brother. of his brothers, yeah, <laughs> we're actually going to get into the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. I'll tell you what, it don't matter which brother it is, which Kelsey brother, they are going to give you a hyped up, as speech, even though he's he was like halfway plastered, <laughs> but I really don't care. Jason wore the mummer suit, and then you had Travis have a WWE title belt <laughs> with like this Gucci robe, had like the ski goggles. I loved it. Like, ah, uh, speaking it, of the Chiefs parade, did you see the uh, the police chase? Yes, <laughs> we had a police chase at the Chiefs parade. We had. Patrick Mahomes leading a guy into a uh, <laughs> into a parking meter. Although, although, like that, what, after that happened, right? He tweeted out, "It's like, hey, is the guy is that guy okay?" And that just speaks volumes of what kind of person Patrick Mahomes is. And there was actually a story that came out before the Super Bowl, right? Him and his girlfriend went out to dinner. Mm-hmm. No one bothered him. Yeah, you know I mean, and. As he was getting ready to leave, he turns around and he thanks everybody that was in there for allowing him and his girlfriend to enjoy their meal. And then paid for everyone's fucking meal that was there. Oh, that's awesome. Like, this this guy just had, like, for one, he's 24 years old, okay? And he has just a great head of head on top of his shoulders right there. Like, that's and the apparently guy he's got a want. good catching ability because you just see him catch that beer one hand. Yes, he, yes I did. <laughs> we would all be great people if we were millionaires. <laughs> if, well, that's not... No. <laughs> no. Look at fucking Antonio Brown. That man's a millionaire. He's a dickhead. <laughs> that's just mental. Like. Yeah, but I mean, I mean... I'm saying, now you're right, though, because there are rich people out there that don't do like that. But, like, I mean, like, if I had a million dollars, like, millions of dollars, I think I could just be, like, one day, if, like, everybody didn't bother me, I'd be like, you know what? Everybody here gets to eat. And I can just do it on a whim, like, I don't even give a fuck. Like, how much money I got? Wait, it doesn't even fucking matter. Hold on one second. It, hey, it, waitress, it's, waitress, waitress, can, I, can you get everybody's tag for me? Thank you, I'm out. Like, it's the fact of the matter that not too many guys would either, one, turn around and be like, hey, thank you guys for letting us enjoy our meal. And then two also turn around and fucking pay for everyone's fucking meal. Okay, that's the kind of guy you want leading your organization for years to come. And the fact that he's ta- that he's even comp- contemplating taking a hometown deal 
for Kansas City because he wants to keep on coming back and winning championships. And he even said it in his after Super Bowl press conference that he doesn't care how much he's making. He wants to make sure that we're he able to put to... a product out on the field year in, year end. He wants to win. He Plain wants to win. <laughs> Plain and simple. He just wants to win. How many former MVP quarterbacks and now Super Bowl MVPs do you see going, ah, just pay me 40 mil a year? Yeah, say pretty much Brady. Exactly. <laughs> That's like maybe a handful of guys. That's Nowadays, what I'm saying. All the subpar quarterbacks like Derek Carr and Jimmy G want paid like the next top deal. Just exactly. This guy's like, no, I want to keep on Brady I right now. Brady's like what the 18th highest paid quarterback in the league, and exactly. there he is with six rings. So exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. Like he knows what the fuck needs to happen so that he can keep on coming back here, and that's putting talent around him and keeping that core that they have going right now. And as long as that front office and Andy Reid re- reload every year in the draft or free agency, then I definitely have no issue seeing the Chiefs continuing to make AFC championships, Super Bowl runs. And obviously, they know what the fuck they're doing because remember that stat that me and you were talking about that there was. What, 29 combined undrafted Undrafted free free agents in that Super Bowl? Hello? (laughs) They know what the fuck they're doing here. (laughs) So, it was a great win. I can't believe I got to see it. I never thought in a million years I'd be alive to see my Chiefs win a Super Bowl. I I told you Sunday night. I felt the same exact way when I saw the Eagles do it, man. I I never thought I was going to see it. It was, it was great. I loved every last fucking second of it. Even throughout the times so that I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> My chest literally started hurting about the fourth quarter. <laughs> that's, usually, that's usually when it starts to get hurt, getting hurt, especially two minutes. Because like, even when we did that Facebook Live video, that was whenever we – it was at the two-minute warning in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. Fake had to have a smoke. <laughs> Everyone got to see that one. Me absolutely puffed down an entire cigarette within a minute. Um but yeah, it was, it was a great game. I loved every last second of it. Can't wait till next year. <laughs> but now, the tattoo on February twenty second, we will be at the Golden Syndicate Tattoo Studio, seeing my main man Billy Steele, and Fake will be getting some new ink on his calf. <laughs> And Chip will be broadcasting it live via Facebook Live, so everyone, make sure you stay tuned. Yes, yes, yes. Can't wait. Getting to get some fresh ink. Uh, so everyone, as Chip just said, make sure around 10 a.m. you're tuning in on Facebook Live. See, fake, get some new ink for his Kansas City Chiefs. But now. The NFL season is over. Which can only mean one thing, fake. It is time for the XFL! God, that destroys my throat every single time I do I'm not going to lie. I love the Vince McMahon voice, but that just destroys your throat every single time. Every single time. Good thing I had some... Uh, All right, you sit there and drink liquid. your rock star. I'm going to break this down for you. Week one of the XFL. There's actually going to be four games this weekend. I think that's pretty much how it's going to go every other weekend. <laughs> anyway, two games Saturdays, two games on Sundays. Starting off the Saturday 
slate of games. We have the Seattle Dragons at the D.C. Defenders. Fake, how do you feel about that one? I have Seattle. By 10. By 10? By 10. I just like Seattle's roster a little bit more than I like the Defenders' roster. Mainly, there's a huge question mark quarterback for the Defenders. Um, You have a guy that hasn't really taken a snap since college. That's, yeah, that's a bit risky there. Yeah. Um, So, I I like Seattle's roster. I mean, yeah, Seattle's roster a little bit more than I like uh, the D.C. Defenders. So... So you're going Seattle. I'm going to go Seattle as well. I got Seattle by two tutties. I'm going to go 14 points. I like it. I like it. Solid pick. Solid pick. That game will be broadcasted 2 o'clock Saturday on ABC. ABC. The next game here on Saturday, we have the L.A. Wildcats at the Houston Roughnecks. 5 o'clock on Fox. Fake. Houston. Got Houston. I got Houston. I shall take Houston as well. Yeah. Um, why, are we talk, why, why are we talking Canadian? Well, that no, that's actually from a movie. Houston. <laughs> oh, Houston. It's, it's from a movie. I can't remember what movie it was. Uh, but uh, I, I like Houston's defense a lot in this one. Um, I think it's LA's offense is a little bit better than. Houston's offense, but I like their defense more than I like LA's defense. So, I'm gonna say Houston by a tutty. I got Houston by three. Okay. Then we reach the Sunday games. Me and Devs, Tampa Bay Vipers at the New York Guardians. I got Vipers. I got the Vipes. Well, by three tutties. Ooh, three tutties on three the Guardians. Tutties. Three tutties. At least two by Antonio. I don't like L. I don't like New York's uh, secondary what at all. I do not like their secondary whatsoever. I think Callaway's just gonna fucking torch them. I'm gonna say Vipers by ten. And Sunday's primetime game where it belongs. Seattle Battlehawks. You mean St. Louis? Yes, St. Louis. Man, I'm all over the place today. (laughs) St. Louis Battlehawks and the Dallas Renegades. We already know who the fuck I'm picking. (laughs) Your Battlehawks. Going with the Battlehawks. Thor is going to come down and rain an ungodly firestorm on Dallas's candy ass. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Fake? I like that pick too, brother. And let me tell you something right now. I got St. Louis. Ooh, by 10. <laughs> I love that you broke out Macho Man right there. They're going to snap into some renegades. And the renegades ain't going to know what to do, brother. That's a little bit of Macho and Honk Talkster. <laughs> macho Man. <laughs> But yeah, I I got say I like St. Louis by ten as well. That game's gonna be five o'clock ESPN. Ooh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> be there, be square. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Don't you fucking kill me. I think I'm going to start doing this every week. I'm just going to start doing like the Macho Man. Like whichever game of the week it is, I'm going to break out the Macho Man. Be like, let me tell you something fake. Here's who I like. Here's why. Here's the final score. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fucking macho man just fucking killed me. Like I, I, I like, might sound like I'm going to smoke ten packs a day, but it's going to be totally worth it, brother. Like, I sprinkled a little bit of fucking, like, the rock onto, onto my pick, and you just, like, fucking went straight into left field with your macho man. <laughs> like, I broke, the ca- broke out the candy ass. You're just like... The candy Ooh. ass is what got me. So I'm like, you know what? If he's going to start throwing out some wrestling... References and I said, you know what? I'm gonna step it up. I'm going Macho Man. Oh my god, they like I was not prepared for that. He did not let me know who's gonna be breaking out. That was totally like on the fly, going with it. Speaking of The Rock, we're gonna jump a little bit back into the Super Bowl. His introduction of the teams was on fucking point. Loved every last second of it. (laughs) That was a very good introduction. And especially when he's like, the Legion of Zoom, motherfuckers. <laughs> well, he didn't say motherfuckers, but y'all know what I mean. <laughs> Speaking of the Rock, are they done with the Fast and Furious like series? No, pl- they just, remember, they just really said that they're coming out with another one. But that series died like five movies ago. Yeah, but okay, we're, we're back to sports, back to sports. Don't get me started on fucking movies. Talk about Daytona. Daytona? What you mean about Daytona? All I have to say, okay, is raise hell, praise Dale. (laughs) (laughs) Tire burns, left turns. (laughs) Fuck fear, drink beer, raise hell, praise Dale, drive fast, eat ass. (laughs) Go Tigers. <laughs> we have gone way off topic. This is completely left field right now. Like the last five minutes of this show right now has just been completely off wall, on the fly, random. And I absolutely love it. Maybe the E ass was a little too far. Oh, no, you can't. What? Something wrong about eating ass, brother? <laughs> Chip gets back on topic. <laughs> Wait, I'm getting on top of the turnbuckle. <laughs> Do a little Jimmy Superfly snooker. All right, back on topic here. Now, the question is, there has been speculation going around that Jimmy G might be on the move after this past Super Bowl. Mm, and the I, reason I that there's speculation I don't know about that Is because I disagree with that, Judge. Uh, Tom Brady has been linked To San Francisco And Mr. Shanahan this past week Well Tom Brady's been always been linked to San Francisco Because he grew up with liking the 49ers And being a Joe Montana fan And everything else And do I see Tom going to San Francisco It's a possibility But like I said last week on our show, I just don't see Tom Brady leaving New England. I think he's, I don't I, know. he's I, he is doing this whole this whole like off season with Tom Brady with everything that he's been posting and the commercial for Hulu during the Super Bowl where he said he's not going anywhere. And 
he did have a saying in the Super Bowl that he didn't want to be on the sideline wearing a blazer next season. That, to me, just says right there, he's coming back to New England. This time, next year, he's going to want to play in the big game and his Patriots uniform, going for number seven. And then they'll meet Tennessee again and get knocked out again. Okay, let's be let's let's get this straight here. Okay, the era. Okay, the the Death Star was blown up this year <laughs> by a former <laughs> by a former stormtrooper and Mike Vabral. Okay. Bill Belichick is Senator Palpatine. <laughs> thing about it is, though, it's like I still think I just I don't see Brady leaving. I I just don't. I either way, I don't. I think the New England era right now, what they have been the past what ten, they can't. That's years a good thing too. Is done. They, they can't draft receivers either because they drafted that. Uh, Harry, the Nikel Harry kid from Arizona State this year in the first round, he didn't pan out. No, they, I don't they, think they tried he's the free, on a roster right now. He's he's still there, is he? Yeah. And then they tried the free agency route with Antonio Brown. Well, we all know how that went. They tried the Josh Gordon experiment, didn't work out well. Oh, it's because he couldn't lay off the weed. <laughs> well, Josh Gordon just puts himself in bad predicaments. I, I still think Josh Gordon's a hell of a player when he's not putting himself in bad predicaments or bad situations. That being said, though, the Patriots scouting department has to do a better job. When it well, comes they to... did find Julian Edelman. So like... Yeah, but Edelman was more of a quarterback in college than he was a wide receiver. But they did find him. <laughs> True. That being said, though, they just have to do a better job scouting. I mean, the... Yeah, the past few years has been god-awful when it came to drafting wide receivers. So... Um, but that that's the interesting thing. Since since the Super Bowl loss, it hasn't been oh well Jimmy G led him there, you know what I mean? You know. Now all the speculation is does Jim does Jimmy G have it to be able to win that big game? That's why I couldn't trust him. That's why I even said last week, like if it came to Jimmy Garoppolo on a final drive to win the Super Bowl, I do not trust him. I've because been saying it, it was all nice year. and easy for him to sit on the sidelines and have Tom do the dirty work for him so he can sit back and wear two Super Bowl rings. Now that Jimmy G was finally put on the big stage, Jimmy G couldn't handle it. I've been saying it all year long. Jimmy G just needs to rip off his fucking mask and show who he really is. Joe Flacco. That's, that's who he is. When Joe Flacco won his fucking Super Bowl, everyone labeled him as elite. As elite, because but he the had reason, that hell of a good pre uh, the postseason. But the reason that he won that fucking Super Bowl is because of the fucking the defense, defense yep. and the fucking run game. And that's what got Jimmy G there was his defense and the run and game, the run game, which has been Mike Shanahan or yeah Kyle Shanahan's uh, mo since since he got to San Francisco. Like that's yeah. exactly what it's the power he run. wanted to get rid because when we talked about this last week too, when he was in Atlanta, that was a high powered mm-hmm. offense. That it was, was a high-tempo, uh, pass-heavy offense. It was all about Matty Ice getting rid of the ball to Julio, to Calvin Ridley, to Devontae Freeman, Devontae Freeman and uh, Tevin Coleman also. So it's, it's a, 
Jimmy G is basically Joe Flacco. He's Joe Flacco 2.0 shorter. And a hell of a lot tanner. And it doesn't have a unibrow. Dating porn stars. Yeah, and dating porn stars. Which I still think his tan is fake. I'm, co- I'm convinced that's a spray-on fucking tan. I'm not sure you just it's not just the natural like California. No, 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 no. Right. Spray on, spray on tan. Because if you notice, that man's face is like at least one shade lighter than his fucking forearms. It's spray on. So it's like MTV <laughs> Jersey Shore. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Garoppolo tan losing. <laughs> yeah. GTL. Do you think? If there was a quarterback in the first round, do you think San Francisco might draft one? It's a possibility. Do I see the Patriots also going for a quarterback in the first round also? Yes. Fuck yes. That being said... The man's not getting any younger. For how far back both them really are, because you figure you got New England like in the early 20s, and then you have San Francisco with 31... The only quarterbacks I could think is if, if like, maybe Trevor Lawrence comes out, he could fall back that far. There's also another kid that's actually been getting a lot of uh, hype recently, and it's a kid from Utah State. Oh, yeah, love. Love, yes. Yes. Well, well okay, so there's been, been a, a lot of mock drafts I've been seeing. He's, he's been a four climbing. year starter. He's a four-year starter. The thing we'll about it right is, down. though, because him being a four-year starter at a small school like Utah State, NFL teams are going to have the major questions like, does he have the right? Does he have Does he have the stuff? So, Utah State. Because they were asking the same thing when Carson Wentz came out of North Dakota State. Like, it's like, okay, North Dakota State, yeah, they have a good football program, but it being an FCS school, what's he going to be like coming to the NFL? Well, he, he's FBS. FBS, yeah. Yeah, they – Love, love, love played in the Mountain West for Utah State. He's been a four-year starter. Which is also like Josh Allen, because Josh yeah. Allen came out of Wyoming. Four-year starter. And the offense he ran there at Utah State is a pro-style offense. The kid, the kid looks good. Not a whole lot of arm strength, but he's very accurate. And he's and he has, and he has some mobility. He's not a bad he. Like honestly, I don't see him as a first round guy. Uh, some of the mock drafts I've been seeing. I, I know, I know. Fake, I've been seeing it. He's, he's. I see him more of a second he's, round guy. He's creeping up in the mock drafts I've been seeing. And the only reason I see him as a second round guy is because he, I just don't see the arm talent there. Very accurate, as I said. Very accurate, has some mobility to him, just not a huge arm. And I've been not have a huge arm. I've been even seeing stuff too. Like I guess they got love over from. And I'm like, you're gonna put love over from? I mean, it's way too early to tell because these guys haven't even had a combine or pro. Yeah, I I would love to see the combine. That that's what I want to see. I want to see like a legit. And that's the thing. That's also with two. Also, two even. Even said during an interview during Super Bowl week, like he's not he he's not, he doesn't want to go there to get the fastest forty time. He doesn't want to go there to have like the the highest reps of a bench press or anything like that. He just wants to go there and prove that just because I'm currently go, like battling an injury, 
that's not going to stop me from wanting to. Two has fallen. I I don't care what anyone says. Tua is going to fall. And the reason that he's going to fall is because he hasn't played a full fucking season because every single season he's gotten hurt. He should have stayed an extra year at Alabama and at least attempted to prove that he can stay healthy a whole year. So going back to San Francisco or New England, do you see one of them taking a chance on one of them? Yeah, in the third round. I see I see Tua fall into the third. I legit see Tua fall into the third round. Now, New England, that's New England's MO. They draft quarterbacks late. I could see them grabbing love with their either their first or second round pick. Because that's what New England does. They don't draft quarterbacks high. They never have. Time to think of it. Yeah, I guess you're right cuz obviously Brady being picked 199 and what they dra- I think they drafted Jimmy G in the second round. Second round, yeah. So like this, that's what I'm saying. They don't draft him high. If Love falls to him, to their first round pick, yeah, they might spend it on him. That or they may, may, might be like, hey, he might well, like still said, be there in the second so round. They're so far back in the first round. I mean, it, it's practically it's not, a second round pick. You're doing a reach, but at the same time, I think it could be also a big reward. I I think if from or someone like that is already gone, come their pick, they'll spend it on love. I just don't see Kyle Shanahan getting rid of Jimmy G, though. Not a, no. There's plenty of quarterback needy teams. I, I just don't – I don't know where you got that information or where you got that from, but I just – Dude, that just got broke today by P, uh, PFP. Pro football focus or – Yeah. Chris Sims and all them. Oh, that's pro football talk. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't see Kyle Shanahan getting rid of Jimmy G already. It's like the guy, I get the fact that he did tear his ACL. He zigged instead of zagged. But the comeback season for Jimmy G to take you guys to the Super Bowl, though I know you guys led mostly on the running and the defense, I say give Jimmy G more time. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. As I said, there's plenty of quarterback needy teams now, especially with everything that's gone down. In the past few weeks, Sandy, um, I keep on. There you go San again, Diego. San Diego again. The Chargers need need a quarterback because who the fuck was backing up Philip Rivers? Uh, exactly. Like I said last week, Geno Smith. Yeah, exactly. You are putting your fucking hopes and dreams into your organization of on. And the on thing the about it is, too, Geno I don't see Smith. the Chargers. The Giants already did that, and the Jets. <laughs> exactly. Look how the fuck that went. The thing about it is, too, I just don't see the Chargers laying back and saying, yeah, you know what, we're just going to tank this season. We'll just get our quarterback yeah. next year. I, I think they're going to – I think they'll try to spend – If, there, if there is a team that's willing to trade within the top five, I would say the most sexiest pick would probably be the Detroit Lions to trade with them because if you're going to move up and get a quarterback, Detroit doesn't need it. Oh, Detroit. Here's the – As much I, as you want to say that they're eventually going to get Matthew Stafford's replacement, I would say not right now. But if I'm someone looking to that's so desperate for a quarterback, say as example the Chargers, you're gonna want to move up to three with the Lions and get your quarterback because you figure too you got to jump the Dolphins also. You don't know what the Dolphins are gonna do at five. You well, we don't know what the fuck the Dolphins do half the fucking time. Okay, <laughs> true. <laughs> like <laughs> the Dolphins make moves and like. They 
they do shit, and you just be like, why the fuck did you do that? Like that. I'm makes just saying, like according sense. to uh, like looking at the draft board, I just think the better place to trade up would probably be three with Detroit. Here, here's the thing. Where where is San Diego currently drafting? Right six. Now? They're right six. after. They're right okay. after the Dolphins. So they're six. We already know Burroughs is going one. Pick one. Chase Young's two. Maybe. Like I said, maybe. You, you never know. Is, we, now, who the is Redskins, this? That's the thing about the Redskins. <laughs> they have been drafting nonstop defensive line for the past couple of years because they got Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State last year. They still have Ryan Kerrigan, who is also another first round. But that's what I'm saying. It's also still Washington and fucking But it being Ron, Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio running that. Del Rio's defense, they're going to go defense. They're, they're defense heavy because you also got to figure, too, you have to go after Carson Wentz. You have to get after Dak Prescott. I, I get that. I get that. But we also have to remember it is Washington, and Snyder has a say in this shit. I just, Unfortunately. I, I, the thing about it is, too, it's like Snyder wanted Haskins where Jay and, he Gruden, got Haskins. And, and Jay Gruden did not. So that's why Jay Gruden is currently not the head coach of the Washington Redskins. That being said, I just I think the red I think the with Rivera and Del Rio, they're definitely sticking to their guns. They're gonna stick with defense and get Chase Young. That being oh, said, number three with Detroit, that would be the best spot to probably move up to get a quarterback. But who's to say they even draft a quarterback? That's that's what I'm saying. If say say Washington pulls a fucking Washington. And they just draft some random, like a random position. Random shithead. <laughs> like a linebacker, corner. Say they go Something. secondary. Yeah. Maybe they go safety. Because they, they all, Washington needs a lot. They go, say they draft a fucking safety. Whatever fucking safety. There's Chase Young for Detroit. Detroit needs defensive line help. They draft fucking Chase Young. Who's four? Four is the Giants. The Giants, they'll probably go offensive lineman. Yeah, they're going to say, obviously you're going to go offensive they're, they're, lineman. They're probably going to go offensive lineman, maybe wide receiver. Uh, so, say... And then you got five and six being the Dolphins and Chargers, and that's yeah. where things are going to start getting a little so, bit hairy say, for a quarterback. Say, say the Giants draft a fucking offensive lineman. I'm still... Sticking to my guns, I'm still saying that Miami drafts JT. They draft Jonathan Taylor. I just don't. I, I don't know, man. I just don't know if JT put a big enough like highlight reel to say to these GMs and everything. Hey, I'm a top five pick, though. So you know, two thousand yards per season of total total yards. Total I, yards. I completely understand. Like <laughs> JT was had an awesome career at Wisconsin, but at the same time, though, it's like. I just don't see the Dolphins. Then the Dolphins. Have- Everyone said that about Mel- uh, Melvin Ingram. I mean, uh, Melvin Gordon as well. And look what the fuck he's done. And the Chargers drafted him top five. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, the <laughs> thing about it is the Dolphins have you two never picks. Go wrong the Dolphins with- have two first round picks, though. So when the Dolphins pick second again, I think it's in like the mid 20s, like 25 or 26, something like that. That being said, though. I honestly think that right there would be a spot for JT to go in the 20s there. Maybe, maybe. But say, okay, so say they don't do that and they go another offensive lineman instead. The Dolphins? Yeah. 
Because we're still saying that they're going to definitely Actually, draft a quarterback. Me, 18, because that was the Minka Fitzpatrick trade with yeah. the Steelers. But what I'm saying is we're still saying that they're definitely going to go to quarterback. But they do have 26, so I was right. There, there is a mid-20 pick, and that was with the Houston Texans, and that was for the Laramie Tunsil trade. That's, that's what I'm saying. So the Dolphins May- have three picks in the first round. So maybe they go f- offensive linemen, because we're still saying that they're definitely going to go quarterback. Thing is, 05, man, I'm telling you. Something tells me but they're, they're going to go quarterback at five. Mariota ha- has been linked to Miami already. And on top of that as well, they might just still say, eh, we're, we're, this is going to be the year that we're going to have fucking... Um, Rosen? Uh, yeah, Rosen fucking do. But why would you bring back Fitzpatrick then? If Fitzpatrick's Security coming, blanket. I understand that, but... Some tells me that the Dolphins like Fitzpatrick as their starter. So they, yeah, and they, they'll keep Rosen behind him, have him learn. Two years holding a fucking clipboard behind a pretty good season veteran quarterback. No. We're still but saying. But that being said, no. I, I just, Devin's going to laugh about that. <laughs> he said Ryan Fitzpatrick's a good season quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick is. Is the equivalent of a gambler, a wild gun, a long shot, a wild card. Still, a journeyman. Still wins. He, <laughs> he can win. Well, here, no, no. Here's, here's, what, here's what Ryan Fitzpatrick will do. He'll either throw five touchdowns yeah, right, he'll or either, three interceptions. He'll, there's no in-between. There's no in-between. Either he's going to throw five touchdowns, four interceptions, or it's going to be one touchdown, seven interceptions. It's just the way he is, but either way, he's still no, a veteran quarterback. I that. I've said five touchdowns, maybe one interception. I didn't say he throws three interceptions. No matter what, so, that so, man so throws So it's like James like yeah. Winston. It, You're going to get one game out of James's, James where he has like five touchdowns, one pick, and then the following week we get the James we all know and love where he throws four interceptions and like maybe one tutty. If you Dolphins and you did what you did, you're going total full, all out rebuild mode. You're drafting a quarterback. You're starting from the ground up. I don't think they're drafting a quarterback. That's why I think. That's why I think at five, I think they're going to go Tua, and then I think they're going to go offensive line with their next two picks. I still don't. I I still don't see them drafting a quarterback though. You don't. You don't give up a second round pick for Josh Rosen if you don't have plans and sooner or later of using them. They didn't use them this year. Maybe not this year, but they're still putting him behind a veteran quarterback. At the what end of the they, day, Fitzpatrick is a, a second veteran round quarterback. Pick. A second-round pick. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You don't give up a second-round pick unless you have plans to possibly use, at some point in time, using that But you player. also got to figure, too, there's probably something going on in that. What was the cap hit? They, they got rid of Ryan Tannehill, right? In that, in that trade? What was the cap hit of Ryan Tannehill versus the cap hit they took? I think he was making like 17, 17, 17 mil. 17 mil. Ryan Tannehill was making 17 mil. Yeah, because remember, fucking yeah, Miami know, signed him as the number one quarterback. But that was during that was like Adam they Gase being Adam Gase. Rosen brought him in just to get money off the books, just but to have another quarterback. They traded a second round pick to Arizona. Uh huh. I know that for Rosen, right. and then in turn traded Tannehill for another second round pick from Tennessee. Right. Well, I'm saying they're probably going to get money off the books. But you, you still don't give up a second round pick if that's all you're fucking doing. You still but the, a second round pick got a second round pick back. But the thing about it is that they could have they could have had another second round pick. That's what I'm saying. If that's all they were doing, they could have looked at Arizona and be like, you know what? You misused fucking Rosen. He's not worth anything right now. You spend a first round pick on him. We'll give you a fucking fourth. But the thing about it is though, there's something that also tells me in the back of my mind that maybe the Dolphins just don't buy into Rosen yet like 
they're still making like still working with him on like his mechanics and everything else like that. Like he's not, and ready that's why yet. they brought back Fitzpatrick. College wasn't Josh trying to? He was he was thinking about going and playing a different sport. Like he didn't even want to be there because remember they were saying about the Cardinals. Wasn't that, there was some kind of. I say Kyler Kyler Murray. That was yeah. Kyler Murray. No, no, I'm, I know what you're talking about Kyler Murray, but there was a controversy about Josh Rosen before the draft. I'll look into it. I know, I know what I know. Rosen only played one sport, and that was football at Cal Berkeley. So, but e- either way, I don't see them spending. Drafting a quarterback in the first round, I see them replacing the offensive lineman that they traded away in this year's draft, replacing the running back that they traded away in this year's draft, and possibly bringing in another wide receiver or a defensive player. I mean, if they do a quarterback at five, like I said, I think they're going to spend the next two either on they're going to get an offensive lineman, and I think JT would be sitting there at twenty six. So I think that's where JT falls to is twenty six. My, my apologies, I am I am incorrect. Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, there was a draft controversy, and it was him when he publicly said that he would not play for Cleveland. Yes, <laughs> that's what that was. What the problem was? He said he would not play for Cleveland. Well, who the fuck blames him? It's fucking Cleveland. This is a factory of sadness. No matter what sport you're playing. The mistake by the lake. Yeah. No matter what fucking sport you're playing, Cleveland is a fucking factory of sadness. If, also, if you're playing a, for the also, Cavaliers, got, the Indians, the Browns. That being said, too, speaking of quarterback in the top five, I mean, top ten, actually, after the Chargers, you have the Carolina Panthers, which is another team that's intriguing because God knows I, what they're going to do with Cam. Yeah. Now, that's still up in the air. Like I said last week, I did see something that Matt Rule was intrigued. Like he now, wants to kick the tires with Cam, see how it goes. And it said, I think they like Allen. So even if they don't get rid of Cam this year, they're going to hang on to Allen. They're going to ru- kick the tires with Cam. If it doesn't work out this year, if they trade him, and then it'll I think like they a, go with that. It'll be like a mid-season trade. Yeah. Now before the deadline, like October thirty-first, Halloween. Now if Miami ta- does go quarterback in five, and they. Take the chance on Tua, which I still say it's I don't I don't think Tua is going to go in the first round. I think he's going to fall just because of his. I'm not injury, saying he's going to be a day frequency. one starter. Yeah, no way he's going to be a day one starter. If he goes if he goes to the Dolph if he goes to the Dolphins, like I think he's going to go to the Dolphins. They don't start him day one. No, but <gasps> what I'm saying is the Dolphins too. I can see that organization if, doing because they've just been asinine with their GM yeah. decisions past year. Now, if Miami does take chance on Tua. I I'd say Fromm goes to the Chargers. To the Chargers, he fits that mold. He fits that mold. I just don't. Do you have him over Herbert though from Oregon? I no. Honestly, I that's where I see Herbert go. I see Herbert because if going you remember, late. Herbert was supposed to come out this last year's draft because we all remember he was supposed to be the Giants' next quarterback. But then he decided he was going to go back to Oregon because he didn't want to play for the Giants. So he took the extra year at Oregon to play for the Ducks. I see Herbert go nine. To Jacksonville? Yes. With Nick Fool's contract, with them possibly believing in the stash daddy, you got Herbert going to Jacksonville. Him being the backup plan. In case Minshew doesn't work out. Yes, sir. And they finally decide, hey, the Nick Foles route did not work at all. I, I think they've already decided that, that the Nick Foles route did not work. Well, they overpaid, simply overpaid. Yeah. Like, that contract was absolutely dumb. Even as an Eagles fan, I sat there and thought, I'm like, you're really going to pay that much for Nick Foles? I'm like, no way. I, as soon as that free agency window opens, I see them eating that cap and being like, you know what? This didn't work. And they get rid of Foles. And 
Foles walks. Foles walks on to whatever team. I think he's, I think Foles is going to retire because he was contemplating it after. You know, now nah, fuck that. I think he goes back to Philly as a backup. I was going to say, I think I would bring back Nick Foles with open arms easily. <laughs> I, I I'm think, not going to overpay him like Jacksonville did. No, I, but I, I would. Br- I would definitely bring back Foles with open arms. I think Foles goes back to Philly as a backup. I would love I, that. I, I, this is what I see happening. As soon as free agency opens up, Jacksonville cuts him, eats the cap. He goes back to Philly as a backup, where apparently he can thrive, and that just gives Philly that security blanket in case Wentz, Wentz goes down again. And Herbert going number nine to Jacksonville as the backup plan. If the stash daddy doesn't work out, they got another young guy. Which don't get me wrong, I really hope stash daddy does work out. You know, because that's that's just a Cinderella story in its own. And I was like, he fits in with Jacksonville. There's yeah. no doubt. Like, I was just he, gonna say that I think that's where Gardner Minshew goes. I, I think he stays the Jacksonville, and they roll with Gardner Minshew. I mean, because they were a team that really, they just needed some offensive weapons and a line around them, and even then, Gardner Minshew could win games. I was, I mean, the beginning of the season, Gardner Minshew looked great. The problem was that, and the defense was still relentless. I remember watching the Raiders game. I remember watching them play a many, a many a team. And that, uh, the Allen kid, whew. Oh, yeah, yeah. Josh Allen. Whew, that Josh Allen guy is going to be a problem for the NFL. And I'm, I'm saying that, like, they still got a solid defense. They can still play that game. The secondary does need a little bit of work, a little bit of tweaking. But outside of that, Gardner Minshew can win games. So I'd yeah. say you stick with Gardner Minshew. You're not paying him that much, right? Especially if you're a team like Jacksonville is in a rebuild mode. Yeah. You're in rebuild mode. Not really full rebuild, but you got there's some pieces. you got to add some stuff in there. I think there. the Jaguars are going to take a corner there at 9 because they're just still getting over the Jalen Ramsey. If, Her- if Herbert doesn't go at 9, I either see him going 12 or 13. And that's either to Oakland or Indianapolis. Hey, think about that for a second. I, I mean, not to cut in, but like just Jalen Ramsey. The, the Rams traded for Jalen Ramsey and failed miserably. They're like they, their team still couldn't turn it around, and Jared <coughs> Goff like trash. I fucking called that. <laughs> I think our video spoke for itself. You know, I fucking called that. I said from the very beginning it was a bullshit trade, a trade that should never fucking happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Ramsey wanted out of Jacksonville. Like, yeah, I get that, but you don't. If you're LA, you don't give up that fucking much for him. Yeah, and right. that's why you saw the Rams completely and, tank this year. Well, like, they and choked. I said it. They choked, and I yeah. said it. It wasn't going to fix the issue. Yeah, it was a panic move they made because they they were really basically they were having that epiphany like. Oh my fucking sweet baby Jesus, Jared Goff isn't the answer. And then they were like, we're going to have to make our defense stifling. And they still couldn't do it. And they, that's what's so sad about it is they still I, couldn't do it. And I said it. It wasn't going to fix the issue. It didn't. If they Now, I think they would have been better off if they didn't trade and Peters a- as well. If you put Peters and Jalen Ramsey as a one-two punch at corner, maybe, just maybe, you turn your season around a little gonna, bit. I, that's what I was going to say. I was just going to bring up Marcus Peters also because had they not got rid of him to go to Baltimore. Because he wasn't the issue. He was he not the issue. No. The issue was your number two guy. So basically, you give up two first-round picks. It was two first-round picks, right, that they yeah. gave up for Jalen Ramsey? Yeah. Congratulations, you just threw two years away. Yep, we we made that in, the, in our video, the joke video we made. And that's the thing, too, that. because if you remember, everybody last offseason wanted to find the next Sean McVay. Yeah. Sean McVay was like the hot – he's basically like Kyle Shanahan right now. 
everybody he's the hot young quarter or uh head coach that the, everybody the, wants everyone wants to find the next the difference is next guy McVay and Shanahan is that Shanahan is doing nothing new it's a run heavy offense McVay just did sprinkled a little bit of extra shit to yeah, the so West had, Coast offense to a quarterback that barely has a fucking arm. Todd and Gurley occasionally and fucks, Yeah, it's that. That's the thing. They figured out McVay. McVay's offense was figured the fuck out. You can't Tupac, Tupac, nothing, no, no more. Okay, because I love the West Coast reference. <laughs> love it. Can't Tupac, Tupac to the Shakur boy. Yeah, you. Okay, because guess what? You just got figured the fuck out. And then when you try to go defensive heavy, you give up two first round picks. You throw you throw away two years of for, of your draft they were for a guy that didn't year. fix the fucking issue. And then you trade away fucking Marcus Peters, who was not the issue whatsoever. He was not the problem in the secondary. It was your number two guy for a fucking turkey sandwich. Okay, aka a third round fucking pick. Fig Newton. Yeah, that Fig was Newton. fucking nothing. <laughs> it was fucking nothing. What the fuck is that third round pick going to turn into? Probably dog shit that you're going to t- cut in two years. And then you still keep the problem as your number two corner. Yeah, I, like I said. Now, I mean, because, you know, the NFL season's over. I, we, we could give away some awards that we thought of. Like, th- that, we could write that down as the worst trade. Yeah, what do you think horse is the best worst trade. trade. Worst what trade of the season. Tra- what was the best trade of the season? I mean, I already know where my money's at. Tannehill. Tanny Hill or Peters for me. Or Jadavian Clowney with the Seahawks. He was I mean, he wasn't like the <sighs> knockout because of course Tannehill. But the thing is, let's be real. Honestly, here's my vote. Who? Mika. Mika Fitzpatrick. Oh, Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Trade. Yep, that was, that was a one. hell of a trade, trade. for, for oh, Pittsburgh. Oh, man, that's hard, though. That makes it hard. That, yeah, I'm going to let you guys tough. pick, and then I'm going to pick. But uh, That's tough. It's tough because Mika went in there, balled out. I mean, just balled out. Jadavian helped make the Seahawks go to play, playoff run. Uh, Mark or not Mark Mariota. Ryan Tannehill takes the Titans to the playoffs. I mean, not granted two of those playoff games he didn't do jack jiggly shit, but he went and he took them. So my my vote is for Peters. That was probably the best trade. Now you brought that, it. Now that you Baltimore brought it. Threw, threw in there because here's the thing: they got him for a third round pick. And Peters was looking nice with Baltimore. Like those first couple weeks, as like, soon as he started playing for the Ravens, he just started balling out. Um, but not like for you a met, third round pick. That's a fucking steal for a guy like him. You brought up the makeup at that right there. That was that alone. That definitely refreshed my memory and be like, you know what? Yeah, that was definitely like probably the best trade of the of the year. And it was yeah. early too. It was early in the season. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go the Tannehill pick. I'm gonna go Tannehill just because the, he gave the Titans new life. That like they had a season when they played. needed it. When they yeah, needed it, because needed you figure it. too, because they were two and four with Mariota, and when they were two and four and Mariota struggled, that was the point where Vrabel's like, you know what? Nope. Mario. Good thing we spent that second round pick on him. Yeah, because they brought. Tannehill and I said it at the beginning. Of the Either season. one of those picks are all equal in my mind because I mean, for what Minka Fitzpatrick did, granted the Steelers didn't make playoffs, but for what Minka Fitzpatrick did, he was incredible for but first he, round value. Yeah, he was part of that young core that they now have. That's going to help Pittsburgh stay in contention 
and that what is that the yeah. AFC, AFC North? AFC yeah, North. You know what yeah. though? Now I have to lean towards the Minka pick because the few, the perpetuity. Because I don't know if Ryan Tannehill is going to be the answer forever. Obviously. And that's the other thing too, no, because no, you look at Tennessee's Minka, future. It's like Tannehill's not obviously not the long term solution. At but I know Minka is yeah. going to be the answer for the Steelers for for many many a year just because yes. of how he played out this year. I mean, it's, he's now part of that Pittsburgh young core that's going to keep them competitive. Devin Bush, T.J. Watt, yeah. Bud Dupree. They, they Hayward, have, even though he's getting older, but they have finally rebuilt that defense back to where it was like what three years ago yeah. when they still had Troy Polamalu, you know, guys like that. They're getting well, back. Secondary is where they struggled the most over the past three or four years. And if Coach was here, he would well, tell that, you that's that's because they drafted absolute dog shit. Well, they dropped Artie the Burns. Yeah. Oh God, who are we trying to? I'm not, I can't remember all the dude. Art, yeah, was, wasn't there like wasn't there a dude named Corn? Corn, no. Corn Elder from like Miami. Oh, yeah, 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 like Corner out of Miami. Dude was trash. Cockrell. They they can yeah Cockrell. That, that, they cannot draft secondary players anymore. I don't know what they can draft what receivers. The fuck the change was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing. They can draft receivers though. <laughs> Any round. In any fucking round. That's the thing. That's another thing. They can fucking draft receivers. As soon as Pittsburgh makes a draft it for a wide receiver, you might as well consider him already a fucking pro bowler. Yeah. I mean, Deontay Johnson turned it around. He was like a fourth-round pick out of Toledo or something. Yeah. You got you got Johnson. Nate Washington. Him, Nate and, Washington. Uh, him and Mason Crosby. Nate Cros- Washington's been in the league, though, for about two years, though. Deontay yeah. just came in this year. And it... it I think Heinz Ward was a, was like what third round pick. I think Heinz Ward was a third round pick. Oh, man. Um, Sa- Holmes. I, like I know he Holmes. was definitely a fucking late round pick. They can just draft wide receivers now. They can't draft second play- secondary players anymore. As I, I I don't know what the change was there because they used to be great at drafting sec- second. Dick LeBeau. I think Dick LeBeau had a part in that and mm-hmm. and helped picking those guys because you know now. Paul Malu was a first round pick. Mm-hmm. You figure it was like Paul Malu, Ryan Clark, Ike Taylor, yeah, guys yeah, like now, that. Like now, uh, here's here's another uh, category: best uh, organizational move. So this would include somewhat like an organization des- deciding to hire a new GM, to fire a coach, um, to hire a coach. After this season, right to this point, who has made the best G- um, organizational move? That's it's tough. Because I was thinking about it too. Higher in vapor. Was this year one or year two for him? This was year two for Was Vrabel. it year two? Yeah. I thought it was year one. That's my bad. Oh, man. That's the organizational. I would say, I- I'm just thinking off the top of my head, firing Jay Gruden. I think I think Jay Gruden get rid of Jay Gruden was a great move for them. I, I don't think they needed Jay's been there for how long? How many years? He was there for about seven or eight. But the prop, but, but the issue is, it's not Jay. Jay got sick and tired. He gave up because you cannot get anything done with, with Dan, Dan Snyder. Snyder. Oh, I know. I agree. I agree. And the thing is, you can't really do much about Dan Snyder. But I'm saying for that organization, they just need because if someone's old and tired, you have to go to someone like Ron Rivera, who's going to be motivated after being cut from the Panthers. Then you got right? Jack Del Rio being the defensive and Jack coordinator. Del, and I know a thing or two about Black Jack Del Rio. Okay, <laughs> Black Jack, he's going to gamble. He's going to he's going to make things fun in Washington. To here's watch. what. Here's my pick for best organizational move. Okay, Jacksonville finally firing Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell? I mean, okay. not not Jim Caldwell. Um, Doug Maroon? No. What? 
Tom Coughlin. Yeah, Tom Coughlin. Yeah, okay. that's what it was. Um, I, I think it was just a matter of time. Yeah, because old he, as shit. I say Tom shouldn't even taken that. I honestly, after he after the stint with the Giants was over, that should have been it right then and there. I get that he was the Jacksonville Jaguars coach whenever the Jaguars became an expansion team yeah. in '96. I get that he has the history of the Jaguars, but to go he's and not a, a fucking GM to, to leave the Giants after the career that you left with the Giants and to go to the Jaguars who were. Not even contending at the time, I, be, I don't believe. Well, no, t- I they, think they, Tom was the coach whenever they went they made that playoff push, I, I'm thinking, right? Tom was the coach whenever they made the playoff push and like lost the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. I want to say he Tom, wasn't. He wasn't the coach. He was. Yeah. He was like. He was. It was like. It was like front. Something in the front office. He, he oh, was like the sense. front office. He was like an assistant. VP executive, yeah. something like that. Oh. <clears throat> He's not a GM. I think them getting rid of him, especially after he basically chased Jalen Ramsey out of fucking town. Yeah. That was a solid move to be like, eh, maybe we should let this fucking guy go. So, um, now, if you ask me best head coaching hire for a year one guy, Arizona. Arizona? Klingsburg? Yeah. Picking up. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a hyped, that was a very hyped um, first but round, he, uh, or not, first, sorry, uh, quarterback, or Coach signing because yeah. they already talked about the Kingsbury uh, Murray, Murray uh, him dynamic. Working, him yeah. working with Mahomes at Texas Tech. Yeah. Now, but it, it he proved that his offense can work in the NFL. Yeah, like they didn't have a horrible year. So, but that but that's another thing too, though. Is that you're right, they didn't have a horrible year. But like I mean, they are drafting like the more... in like what 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 position are they drafting? Were any of those rookie coaches? The Cardinals those rookie coaches. They're at eight. Exactly. Did any of those horrible. rookie coaches have a winning season this year? No. I was going to say. No, no, actually, Matt LaFleur. Yeah, LaFleur. LaFleur took the Packers. Yep. Yeah, oh, stuff it up your so cram that, hole, LaFleur. And that was going to be my pick of probably the better option because you figure when McCarthy left Green Bay, that was – that was terrible. Like between I don't see him McCarthy and McCarthy painting out. I got. I got to be honest with you. I said when Mike McCarthy left, I was happy because I think it was about time that he left. Yes, because there was definitely turmoil going on between yeah, him and Aaron Rodgers. He, Ro- he, like he Aaron lost Rogers that locker room in general. Yeah, and I don't. I, honestly, I don't see. I don't see him painting out in Dallas now. I. That I that's a one year and done. Mike if you McCarthy ask me. in Dallas. Yeah, you know it doesn't him, even, t- him it taking doesn't that even seem right for him to be in Dallas. Not still, about it. yeah, it just seems kind of weird that he's a Cowboys coach now. But like him taking that year off, it might help him. But at the same time, I'm not buying into it. Now I I just don't because you also got a factor too. He's walking into a situation where he's got to fight with the Dak Prescott contract. He's got to pay Zeke or actually no Zeke actually got paid. Yes, yeah, but also. Got paid. The Mar- Amari Cooper, what's going to happen with him? Um, yeah, because I think I they're going to have to do Mar- they're going to do like a r- overhaul of like their defense because there's gonna be, there's going to be some guys they're going to have to cut on their defense to like get the cap, yeah, up. So yeah, McCarthy yeah, walking Van- into that Van situation. Vander Esch is like what two years away from the end of his rookie Van deal. Esch, you got, yeah. Plus you got Jalen Smith, the linebacker from Notre Dame, who's stepped it up big time. And some of that offensive line's going to get paid. Oh yeah, because I sure. think Fred, Travis Frederick's like Travis a, Frederick, a yep. year away Zach from Zach Martin. His, yeah, there. I just don't. I don't think he what they have right now works to what he would want to do. 
And we all know McCarthy's not the best guy working on the fly here and just working with what he has. Okay, he there's a certain amount of personnel that he needs to Mike succeed. Mike McCarthy is going to he's going to look at the whole, the entirety of the offense and he's going to say we have a great offense and they're going to be like hey you know, there's that other side of the ball called the defense right yeah it's basically we'll, like we'll what get, it was we'll in Green the, Bay we'll, yeah yeah exactly we'll we'll, uh, we'll figure it out and then or or you know they'll just be like. Uh, we need weapons for for Dak Prescott, and then they'll look and be like, "Oh uh, yeah, 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 we'll worry about that some other time." At some point in time, yeah. and then it's five years. He's down gonna the road. no free He's agency gonna... signings. I I predict very conservative free agency signings this year. Well, very conservative. Like, all right, just get a role player here. They're well, gonna have like a. I don't even know how much cap they're that's gonna the, have. That's that's not on McCarthy though. That was mm-hmm. always Green Bay's thing. They never really spent so money uh, in free agency. Yeah, they were never well, until you know, this past year. That's when Green yeah. Bay started getting involved in free agency. Because like, I was like, because when they started making moves, like when they started picking up guys, and I'm just like, wow, Green Bay's really like making moves in free agency. That's really rare because be- Green be- Bay's so used to just building through the draft. Yeah, because before before that, the last time they did that. Randy that they White. actually spent, yeah, was on the minister fucking defense. That was the last time they actually went out in free agency and said, well, we're going to spend some big money. I was going to say, too, um, just, just thinking about this out loud, uh, the, the Green Bay Packers and their, their free agency. I mean, it's hard when you're Green Bay because of where, geographically where small you're located. Market, small market. No, nobody wants to go. I mean, Green Bay, yeah, people, there's people that love Green Bay. Green Bay has fans lot, all over the country. A lot of history, yeah. But the problem is, like, where it is. I mean, there's some people that don't want to play in the freezing cold all year and practice. And all of that, you know. Well, you fucking blame them. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you fucking blame them. You know, Kansas City. I mean, but Kansas City's kind of be the same way too. I mean, because it's cold. Yeah, it's Midwest. It's shitty. It's mid. Yeah, exactly. It's Midwest. You know. I mean, not that it's that way the whole time, but the weather can get pretty downright despicable where no one yeah. wants to go there. So I, I think my, maybe it'll be a little different. Maybe they'll be a little bit more aggressive. But I don't know. Well, I just this see past off season, yeah, this past off season, they were. Green Bay was more aggressive than they've ever been. Yeah, in free agency, and it showed though they got close. I think Dallas is going to be Dallas like they are every year. Yeah, Jerry Jones is going to come out there and be like, "Who wants to be part of them boys? <laughs> Who wants yeah. to go eight and eight? <laughs> Who wants to go eight, the the new Jeff Fisher?" <laughs> Jeff Fisher deserves a fucking job, damn it. (laughs) Yes, he does. I've been preaching it for years. Jeff Fisher, get Jeff Fisher another fucking job. Get that fucking stash back in that. You know, I just thought about that for a second. Like, there's all these, like, subpar. I mean, I would give the new coaches a chance. But, like, some of these ones that have been lying around. Like, you see, like, the Giants and their situation with Joe Judge. Jeff Fisher needs to. Jason Garrett and Freddie Kitchens and that staff. Here's the thing. Has has Jacksonville hired their new head coach yet? Who? Has Jacksonville hired their new head coach yet? I don't think so. Jeff Fisher for Jacksonville. Jeff Fisher for Jacksonville. I told you the stashes. The stashes. The stashes must align. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jeff, Jeff Fisher for Jacksonville, everybody. Hashtag. We'll that is going on the Facebook page. I don't care what anyone says. The stashes for, must God. align. Oh, man. Jeff, Jeff Fisher for Jacksonville. Start the hashtag. Get it trending. And see what what if that happened? What stash if you guys? Bill. What if you guys literally <laughs> stash and bill? What if you guys literally when got the stashes combined? <laughs> unlimited power. Oh shit! But, it, like it's there's just so many, I'm saying there's so many coaches in the league that like in a sense I feel like they're kind of washed up. Like I'm, someone like Mike McCarthy, 
Why are you even there? Like Kitchens, yeah, it's like I don't, he, he took he took the year off. After he went to Cleveland and did what he did, you know, I'm like, mm, like I don't really care. And, and that's another thing. I don't like Cleveland's head coaching hire. Stefanski. I do not like that. Who the fuck? Who? Vikings offensive coordinator. Exactly. Oh my god. Well, then what like, are they doing? Why the fuck are you hiring the Vikings offensive coordinator? Okay, for one, this is a guy that scored what ten points in a divisional game. Yeah. Like, the offense didn't look that fucking good all year. Like, it was not that good. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dalvin... I mean, like, the, you gotta figure, too, Dalvin Cook... Dalvin Cook was, like, putting... I mean, I remember... He was putting up numbers. Kirk Cousins being Kirk Cousins. Kirk, no, Kirk Cousins was putting up numbers, too. He put up numbers, but... but it wasn't that good. It was nothing that was gonna be like, oh, you gotta watch out for listen, the fucking you Vikings turn, offense. If you could turn Kirk Cousins from mediocre to good... That's a miracle. And back to mediocre come playoffs. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, let's be let's let's hold on. Let's be real though. The team they were playing, the San Francisco 49ers, holy shit. I mean, the like let's cuz you guys were talking about the Super Bowl. All I have to say is the San Francisco both those teams were great teams. So they both like it wasn't like one of those years where like I was watching the Super Bowl like this is some bullshit someone yeah, got. Yeah, and that's what we said at the beginning. It was the first it was the first Super Bowl in in the past few years that was actually competitive. The yeah. only problem is with San Francisco is that their defensive line went fucking silent. Yeah, well, the Ram well the Rams Patriots the Super Bowl last year the year before was just so like it was because of the the pass interference call with the Saints. I was so mad I didn't even want to watch it because yeah. it was like they don't even the Rams don't deserve to be there. They got a lucky call that basically cheated them out of the game. Yeah, point blank period. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this game so like and it was it was a low scoring affair. Like what was the final score? Like ten to thirteen. Yeah, what a Super Bowl. It it, it either way. I don't like I don't like Cleveland's hire. They I, they could have gone. Fuck's sakes. Like, they had so many better fucking options than that than that guy. Yeah. Cleveland dropped figure, the fucking ball. Fucking. The, the fucking Giants. Giants the Giants really, was like, hold my beer. They, yeah. That was like, hold my beer. Why the fuck they, you, they fired you, their head coaches beyond me? Thing about it is, too, it's like you have Jason Garrett and Freddie Kitchens going to the Giants, and it's like those two probably still could have had something involved with Cleveland. You know who would be a good pick, and he's kind of like my secret guy. Just like don't get, don't fire Freddie Kitchens. Just like depromote him. Just have him like bump down to like an offensive coordinator or something. Yeah, yeah. Then then hire Jason Garrett as like a head coach for the Browns. But anyway, I'm gonna say this. I, um, I'm just saying because you figure too, what Jason Garrett, he's only gonna be an offensive coordinator. I think he's only gonna be there for like one year. You think he's he's on the way out? The Clapper's out. Yes, I think it's gonna be one and done with the Giants. Yeah, the Clapper. Yeah, yeah. Because I think if there's gonna be, and think about the Texans. What the hell are they doing with Bill O'Brien? <laughs> oh my God! Not only is Bill O'Brien gonna be the head coach. <laughs> He's the GM. GM. He's the GM. Like they, they what? fucking played you, themselves. Like, I don't know what the fuck Houston's doing. One. Oh, one. you blew a twenty-four to nothing lead, Bill. Here's the GM position. <laughs> At what point did the was there anybody even out there? The Texans did they even bring anybody in for like an interview, or did they just like say, nah, we hey, trust Bill. Hey, Bill. I, I know that, you know, you've been, like, one and done in the playoffs the past few years. And, like, you've been barely skating up into the playoffs. Um, so, like, 
you know, we're going to keep you as our head coach, uh, and we're also going to promote your ass. Okay. The, the the following season hasn't even started, and I already say this is probably going to be the dumbest move of the year. Houston has literally wasted so much talent. They have basically wasted J.J. Watt's fucking career. Congratulations. You had probably one of the best defensive players to ever Generational talent. Yeah. To ever step foot onto that fucking gridiron. And, like, I get he's he's had his injury issues. But whenever you're the fucking team and you're carrying the whole entire fucking team on your goddamn back. And you're not only playing defense, but you're also going out there in halftime lining up as a goddamn tight end. Who did they have to play? Who did J.J. Watt and who did the Texans have to play in the first round of the playoffs this year? Who was the first the team they had to play first? That was the uh, Bills. Bills, yeah, because because that's I when that, watched, that's... I watched that game because I said that because like, the Bills blew that seventeen nothing lead. Yeah. JJ Watt came back into the game right, and I and like when I was watching that Bills game, I was like, I was like JJ Watt's probably not gonna do anything. He just got back from injury. JJ Watt was out there fucking shit up. Being back like, to the JJ yeah, Watt we know. I'm like so I'm like I, I like no one said you wasted the, the generational talent of J.J. Watt. I remember when J.J. Watt first came in the league and like he was in like NFL top 100 and I was watching that shit and J.J. Watt was like number two yep. defensive end, you know, MVP, almost was getting MVP talks. J.J., you want to win a Super Bowl, get with your agent, try to force a trade to Kansas City. <laughs> we would fuck it. Can you imagine him playing fucking D-tackle for us? Yeah. Fuck. Well, I mean, like, I... I don't know how much the, the Chiefs have in cap space because I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there would be a team. I could actually see that happening. I could see J.J. going to a team that needs a pass rush. I can't think of a team off the top of my head who has the cap and who would make the trade, who's bold enough to be like, let's make the trade happen. But Baltimore. Baltimore? You think Baltimore mm. has the cap and they also have mm. the capital? To you know how J- fucking young they are? Because you're saying Terrell Suggs, that contract got moved off last year. Uh-huh. They don't have a whole lot of veteran presence. They, they are a very young gone. team. CJ Mosley's gone. Eric Weddle probably didn't take that much. Or is, wait, is Eric Weddle still playing? That? Yeah. Okay. I thought he so. just retired. Actually. Yeah, he just retired. Weddle. Well, yeah, Weddle just retired. Oh, I didn't know he retired. So yeah. right there, that's another huge contract off off your books. Yeah. Right. Baltimore is very young. They are somebody that could yeah, take I mean, on a veteran contract I'll, like that. I'll have to go look. Uh, uh, producer Dev is now out for the rest of this episode. I'm going to go back to the computer now to do my <laughs> producer shit. So have a good one, Dev. I can see Baltimore doing it. They need a pass rush. As I'm looking here, I'm trying to think of other teams that could go for a pass rush. Mm, subpar teams, not like teams that are win ready Buffalo. right now. Buffalo, yeah. Oh, my God. you imagine him and Ed Oliver? Hey, fucking game on, man. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure if my buddy Kevin's listening to this podcast right now, he's just going, yes, yes, J.J. Watt to Buffalo. <laughs> I was going to say, teams are like, they're almost there, but they're not officially like win ready, like win now. Mode, you know what I'm saying? Well, Can you imagine? You're getting JJ Watt, your win now mode. Oh yeah, so I think that's why I think Buffalo is probably the better fit because Buffalo has been in the playoffs the last couple of years. They are win now mode. Like they have their quarterback. They got to get them receivers though. Wait a minute. What about uh, what about? Q- eh. I was I was I, actually going to bring up the Raiders there because I thought for sure like I just don't feel like JJ is an Oakland guy. You don't think so? No. Not a Vegas. I mean, they got Mad Max. I mean, they're, they're starting to generate pass rush. The Mad Max. How did Mad Max defensive rookie of the year? 
How did he not get it? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because <laughs> Nick Bosa was absolutely unstoppable all season. <laughs> what are you talking about? Can you imagine? Max was at the same point. He had more sacks. <sighs> he had same tackles for a loss, more pass deflections. Dude, it was like miniature J.J. Watt. We could go on. I don't want to have this fight and argue right now, but I'm just saying. Can you like, imagine J.J. in Pittsburgh was. with his brother? TJ, oh my God. TJ and JJ in Pittsburgh. But listen, the thing is, the Steelers can't afford to double. Yeah, so I was going to say, I don't think the, I don't think the Steelers done, can have the they money. They really need a quarterback, and they really got to figure that shit out quick. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's so, another quarterback team needy that team. needed, yeah. Where, where are they? The Steelers, they don't have a pick because they traded away for. Uh, that's right, for, they, uh, gave, they gave away for Mika. Mika, yep. Hey, you never know. Maybe Pittsburgh gambles on Mariota. Roger, drug test this man right now. All right, guys. No, pee in this cup. Pee in this cup right now. But, pee in the cup! <laughs> but you can't say that he would not fit that offense. What Tom, Tomlin wants what to do. They build a pocket passing offense, vertical power run offense. That is their offense. They do not use mobile quarterbacks whatsoever. You mean that, to tell me that Big Ben's not mobile? Yeah, he's, but he's a different. 12 player. years ago. <laughs> 12 years ago. <laughs> he's a different kind of mobile. He's a move shift around the pocket. Marcus Mariota's like a, oh, I, I got open. Yeah, but Big I'm Ben's probably still coming back this year. He's got to lose a lot of weight, though. Well, e- either way, either way, because that he, oh, yeah, Big yeah. Ben looks like someone who went down to Southside, ate way too much permanies, <laughs> and just decided to let himself go for the night. But, but that's the thing, because he was injured. He was injured. That's the only reason he sat out all year. It's because he had an injury. I know. So he's going to come back this year. Who's to say Pittsburgh doesn't try to go go all in? Trades for fucking J.J. Watt. Gets him, gets him with his brother. Builds up a pass rush some more. The story I hear is Ben's And they done. go all in. The story I hear, Ben's done in Pittsburgh. He's Time will tell, but nothing's come out concrete that that's a possibility yet. It's definitely a possibility. I think it's time to hang out on Ben. I think if you're the Steelers, you have to just be like, yeah, we got to get a QB, whether we got to get a free agent. Or they're going to have to do, spend a second-round pick. But here, e- either way, I mean, hey, either way, either way, Pittsburgh has to get some type of a younger quarterback. Saying, uh, they I'm need not, to start be thinking towards the future. I'm not in contention that Marcus Mariota could go to Pittsburgh. I'm not, I have no contention with that. I'm just saying he is not the Big Bang quarterback. He could go. Well, they could make a whole new system. They could make a whole new system. Well, here, here's the thing: if you look at that Duck kid, mm-hmm. he's a mobile guy, not a big arm. Duck. Duck, really Duck was more of like, he was more of like the, he was definitely good when it came to like, like bootlegs. Yeah. Like, he was more like play action. Prescott, yeah. But either way, he's still more mobile than what Big Ben ever was. And then if you also look at whenever they brought in, um, who, who was it? Dixon? Was it Dixon? Dennis Dixon? Yeah. We're talking about Dennis Dixon though. But he was mobile. Okay. And then, um, Crap, who's that kid out of Tennessee? The bald one. The one who looks like he has fucking cancer. Dobbs. Yeah, Dobbs. Dobbs. He's not, another... he's, he's not even there anymore. Yeah, but he was still a mobile guy. So what they've been bringing in the past few years behind Big Ben, because other than Landry Jones, and obviously that shit didn't fucking work, and, Ru- and Rudolph, he's a little bit more mobile than what Big Ben ever was. 
I think that's what they're leaning towards now. They want a mobile quarterback. They want a guy that's going to be able to run the bootlegs, be able to run the read options and shit like that, because that's what they've been A, drafting, and B, bringing in through free agency behind Big Ben the past few years. But it just hasn't worked. But who's to say they don't they don't go with Mariota? I hate to be this guy, but we are about an hour and 20 minutes in, so we got to wrap this show up. So say your goodbyes, kiss your lover, tell your dog, stuff like that, you know. Get to it. Why the hell has he got to bring up the dogs? You had to start. <laughs> you, you had to start that shit. <laughs> All right, guys. As our producer said, we're running way past our time our time frame than we normally do. So check us out on Facebook. Make sure you turn in next week um, to hear our reaction to Week One of the XFL. God, that tears apart my throat every time. That being said, everybody, thank you for um, listening. Make sure you give us our Johnny Manziel five-star rating. We love you. Stay classy. Have a great night.